You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.33 on a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo on the Reach with you live from Studio Lumo SA. All thanks to our good friends at Hyundai and the great people at Balfour's who have been baking South Australians happy since 1853. Let's welcome the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch. Hey, hello, Richie Roach. Hello, Kim. Are you better? Ah, uh, look, I'm battling away. I'm getting there. Just uh, the odd cough attack. But, uh, yes, not the first person to have it. Won't be the last. Uh, busy show coming up, though, Roach. Looking it forward is. to today. Uh, four o'clock, we'll be joined by Jaron Leadett, who unfortunately received some bad news today. Delisted by the Saints. So the count is now at 106. There's been a few others, Essendon, Collingwood, including one player we know well, and Caleb Poulter. But yeah, Jared Lena, well, he got a year out of it. A year more than probably was first envisaged when he was cut by Port Adelaide. Yeah, and uh, look, we'll ask him. We won't yeah, uh, speak on his behalf, but uh, we know he was excited to be given that lifeline last year, even though it was a tad disruptive at the time. He was about to start a new job as a teacher. That's right, he was. Mm. So he's driving oh, through country New South Wales at the moment, so he's going to join us at four o'clock. We'll have a chat to him. Right. And uh, we don't know how much time he's had to think about this. I presume he's probably had a yeah, month. Where would he want? Where would he want to? T- this is about the next phase of his life, isn't it? Mm. Because he's got or, the teaching aspect of it. Or there's your tall defender again, Roach at Port. Joking. Yeah, I don't think that happens twice. No. But I wouldn't. Well, you could still. Yeah, you could still see him in a role at Alberton, though, couldn't you? They've, they've still well, got St Kilda Footy Club. Some lists there. Yeah, James Gallagher said that he superseded all their expectations. So, uh, so he would. A little bit rough to be delisted. He played some good footy off a poor preparation because he hadn't exactly. had a full pre, pre, uh, exactly. pre-season. We're live and interactive, 0427154166 if you want to have your say on all matters sport. That's at 4 o'clock at 4.35. Sarah Allen, All-Australian Defender, will join us. Big game this Friday evening, it's a 5.10 start at Unley Oval. So knock off work, go down there and support the girls. They take on the Cats. That's fourth v fifth. Adelaide need to win that. And Who they... steps up as a leader in this group now? Because Chelsea Randall is not there for a fair while oh, because of that ankle. They're not short in that regard. But who steps up? Oh, Ebony Marinoff has. Oh, they're, and good, they're good players. No doubt they step up in their performances as players. But leadership's... Well, a little bit of dancing with your words there, Roach. No, I think they have stood up as leaders. They've proved okay. that over a period of time. I don't think you can win three flags based on one player. No, but she is a immaculate leader, Chelsea Randall. Even to you know, watch that in change rooms camera vision last week of her mm. 
work, I mean, she's working as a coach now, really, isn't she? I mean, she's yeah, got well, that she is. part of her CV. So that's why I don't, I don't underplay about the leadership role, Kim. Well, you can ask Sarah hmm. Allen that at 4.30. We're looking forward to that chat. Uh, and looking forward to the chat we're having at 4.45 today, Craig Randall II. <laughs> it's a great story, isn't it? It is. And we're lucky still to have him, Kim, because after what happened with the Sixers beating the Phoenix Suns, as John Casey told us, there would be phone calls. Hmm. I'll be intrigued as to... Just how many NBA clubs said, oh, well. It's a very competitive talent pool, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is massive. It is, you know, I mean, it, I'm no basketball expert, but there'd be many player of that calibre playing in America in the collegiate system. I'd love to get the numbers again because I remember the NFL had to – the NFL had to virtually set up a school for high school players who went to college who then got into the NFL but only lasted a year – then were thrown out of the system. And they had to set up this school to give them an education to exist mm. in life again. But the numbers were frightening, Kim, as to how many don't make it. So it would be the same but it, it's in the happening, NBA as yeah, well. And it happens with golf as well. Uh, having oh, yeah. lived through that, yeah. we're a number of personal friends that have yeah. been on the international circuit. But uh, the you don't make the cut, you don't the, make yeah, a living. You don't get a cent. That's right. That's critical there, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't, they don't have sponsors, limits, you don't get a card. No, that's exactly right. Wow. Uh, he'll be a good chat as well. And then at five o'clock, we'll be heading to the Adelaide Oval. Where, Roach, it's day three with the Redbacks taking on Tasmania. Oh, we were in a world of pain around lunchtime, but we've dug in a bit. Yes, the tail has decided to wag. I'll just call that up. Oh, look, it's, I hate the internet at times. when it, You know when it just jags on you? Well, why don't I just do it? No, Roach? here it is. South Australia, we know they made 227. Tasmania responded with 245. South Australia is now eight for 238, a lead of 220. Of course, they'd be at T now, wouldn't they? Mm. Yes. So 220 is not quite enough with a day and a session, is it? Wouldn't have thought so. So what's the target that makes this interesting? 250. 250 certainly well, would. Yeah. We'll ask Chad. He's more qualified than us. All righty. As I said, we're oh, live no, and interactive. We've also got to pay credit to Menenti, don't we? What a game he's having for the ball, the bat. It's been a reasonable recruit. Oh, this has been a great return from him today. Yeah, and he's uh, to chat about him. He's uh, still in there at the moment. He's what about eighty, isn't he? Yeah, I'm just like seventy three. Seventy three not out. Seventy three not out. Off eighty one deliveries. That's amazing. Strike well, he's not, 90, he's not. He's not going. He's not going to die wondering, is he? The way he's playing. He thinks it's a fifty over game, Rich. Uh, we're live and <laughs> interactive. As if they're short of time, either. You can have your say. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to have a chin wag. All right, let's go around the grounds. There's a bit to talk about, Rich. So we'll jump into it instead of us waffling on. Uh, the Ross Lyons situation. Oh yes. Uh, will the prodigal son return? Isn't this interesting how clubs go about appointing coaches? So GWS went through a very long, silent process. Mm. Very long, very detailed, step-by-step step, reach Adam Kingsley. And I, I'm thrilled for Adam Kingsley because the work he's put in as an assistant coach working all his way through Richmond has been a great apprenticeship. So good luck to him at the Giants. Then we see Essendon put this panel together, work through it week after day after day after day, one person voting against the rest of the board, but Brad Scott emerges mm. after a whole heap of names. We know North Melbourne was... One candidate, and really, if, if you can land that candidate, you're not really looking much further, are you? It's Alistair Clarkson. But are we seeing St Kilda do the same thing? They've already chosen their man. They're just trying to see who else, 
to put up against him uh, you know, from the, the people, final vote? From the people I've spoken to in the last couple of days, it appears to be that way. There's been a little bit of noise about Luke Beveridge. He has a year to go at the Western Bulldogs. Has a touch of the Kenny Hinckley's and Gold Coast about it, doesn't it? Yeah, that certainly um, did happen. He's a very loyal man, Luke Beveridge. He has one year to go. But if all of a sudden St Kilda said, we'll give you five years, would that be enough to drag him out? I would have thought with everything that Luke stands for, mm. that would be a hard one to then live to. It's a, it, it was the last coach who went through a bit of that and well, it, it backfired on them a bit. You know, when you talk loyalty to your club and then as soon as an opportunity went to go somewhere else, he, he grabbed it. I don't know, Roach. I'm not in your head. Back, trying to think back to some that have gone down that I'm, path. I'm sure there's been plenty. But Luke's interesting because he, it's not just, I mean, he does have a playing record at St Kilda, but he's also got a playing record at Footscray Western Bulldogs. So there's no... And you're leaving Mel- one and, home... And, and Melbourne. Yeah, well, well, we're talking about Western Bulldogs v Sydney, uh, St Kilda. It's not one that's got a bigger emotional pull than the other, does it? And we all get a bit cynical when we get a bit older. Is it just a smokescreen to throw up his name? Because really the one man they want is Ross Lyon. Well, he yep. met with the president and uh, Mitch Cleary, he's on to everything. He was out the front of the president's house <laughs> and he doorstopped Ross Lyon. Can we just ask you briefly uh, if you're interested? I know you've got commercial interest in the St Kilda job. I just had a, a meeting inside then, so yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's um, it's a big step, isn't it? Have they offered you the job, Ross? Hey, no, we just had an initial discussion. It's fair to say you've got initial interest. Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't come and meet. <laughs> he plays it. He plays everyone on a break, doesn't he? Well, he hasn't wanted to go through the process before. Oh, he says, you know my resume, fiction. you know what I've done. And mm. St Kilda would know it better than anyone else. Mm. Yes, and they say, is it still right that they're saying they can get this done in two weeks? When most clubs are saying it's a six-week process if you do it properly. Like, it properly in the sense of psych te- and, and Ross won't do psych testing, mm. we know that. It does begin to look like as if they know the man they want. Just like North Melbourne knew they wanted Alistair Clarkson, it was just a matter of making sure that he wasn't picked off by the Giants, wasn't certainly picked off by Essendon, was he? And he's got a few cheerleaders as well. Oh, Nick yeah. Revolt, what a surprise. Lee Montagna. Yeah. They want to put the band back together. There's talk that Brendan Goddard wants yes. to get back involved in some shape or form. And I well, it was a successful that, that is if Ross is there. Yeah. It didn't get the ultimate success, but it was successful. Well, uh, Nicky Santo already involved in the women's program Correct. there. That's an um, interesting situation. Uh, talking of interesting situations, before we go to a break, Rooch, we've got a little bit of time. We spoke about Josh Walker yesterday when he was delisted yes. just prior to us going on air from the North Melbourne Football Club. And I know he's been a little bit of a journeyman, but as a tall defender, he has a skill set. We were surprised, well, I was surprised mm. that he was delisted and I had him down as someone that would get picked up again. Uh, he was on with Andy and Andy. Uh, Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze only a short time ago, and he's talking about a potential AFL lifeline. Uh, yeah, so, well, first of all, the, um, obviously North has picked up a couple of extra rookie spots uh, as part of that package in the AFL, so the possibility of maybe um, going down that avenue and, and staying on at North has been brought up. Oh, OK. Um, won't, won't know uh, how that pans out for another month or so until after the draft, but that's a possibility at this stage, um, as well as, as you said, Managing to put the feelers out and, and see if there's you know any interest elsewhere out there. I, I still think uh, I can help a team that's either maybe in the in the finals window and looking to add a key position player, or or even a younger side that um, thinks some experience could be valuable. So he is a delisted player. He goes into the draft pool. You wouldn't expect him to be picked up in the national draft. Mm. That's pretty well for 
Utah. Unless, unless he really suits someone's needs. Well, they and, can, and they're down they the pecking order a little bit. Yeah, and then they hold his better chance for that to happen is in the preseason draft straight after. Mm. The but rookie but draft, if someone hasn't got access to him straight away and really wants him, they may use a uh, a later draft pick. Very late, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if he he's really got, wanted he's got, well, we'll see if, how many people come knocking. But he in, seems to have at least a safety net with North Melbourne mm. having extra spots. So we get, again, this set of delisted players who get cut at the moment and told by the clubs, oh, we're still keen to talk to you. That's happened at Collingwood. They cut three and one of them's been told we want to relist you after the process. That, who? The, um, Murley was the third one. That was there. He was told today by um, uh, Cooper Murley. He was told. So Jack Madgen and Caleb Poulter, who we know have been delisted. Yeah, I just want to check that you're on top of it. Cooper Murley was the one who's also been delisted, but there is a commitment to get him in the rookie draft. So this is a bit like. uh, And that commitment hasn't hasn't been given to Caleb Poulter at the moment. No, so where does he go? Well, we're going to try and get him on. We're going to put in a request and have a chat to him. He's a Woodville West Torrens boy. A few texts coming through. Roach, uh, hi, guys. Kimbo, hope you are recovering. Who's this from? Johnny K. Yes, Johnny, slowly getting there. Guys, I think the AFL Coaches Association has been very weak following the Saints' treatment of Ratton, letting the AFL force the financially supported clubs to only pay out coaches six months, mm. basically rewards clubs with poor management. Just what uh, Klutz... Does this associate oh, – what – no, that's a typo, I think. Just what uh, – does uh, clout, I think that would be. Does this association have – I'll be intrigued. Is that a fair point? Well, a coach association certainly can jump up and down, but the real power is with the AFL. And at a time when we talk about luxury taxes for overspending in your footy department, it might be time for the AFL to start looking at that because this has been, to be quite blunt, fiscally – Irresponsible by St Kilda. Massively. Yeah. Massively. And they are one of the clubs that has enormous debt. You've got a commitment and responsibility to a person's mental health as well. Yes. Uh, you yep. can say, oh, it's all very well to be been... saying you're getting the big bucks, you're being well rewarded, but you're still a human. Oh, and he's had a hell of a life that things he's had to deal with privately. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, no, really poorly handled by the St Kilda Football Club. Hey, Rich, we'll go to a break now. We'll go to a break early because when we come back, we'll go through these delistings that have happened at St Kilda, Collingwood and Essendon today and then we'll take more of your texts on 0427154166. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. on a Tuesday afternoon. This is the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. The Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street. Redbacks all out, I can tell you, down at the Adelaide Oval in their second innings. Tasmania now needs 235 to win. Well, Chad Sayers Sayers will join us at uh, five o'clock. He's the guru. He thinks our bowling attack is very good. It would need to be. All right. We'll find out. Ben Manetti, 85 off 96 balls. Uh, He's been a superstar this game. Superb. Mightn't be enough. All right. uh, Enough even. Where'd that A come from? Uh, Let's quickly go through the D-listings, Rich. We mentioned St Kilda. Jared Leanett will join us at four o'clock. He's gone at Collingwood. Take us through the D-listings there. So Caleb Polder and Jack 
I always get the D and the G transposed. Well, why don't you? Imagine. Do? Yes, beautiful. Right, sorry. As it's spelt. Yes, but I see them differently. With the dyslexia, I'm sorry. Cooper Merley has Oh, also... don't make me feel bad. Have you got this dyslexia? You're a journalist yes. with dyslexia. Yes. Kim, you don't want me navigating, or you have actually had me navigating. Oh, I, you I don't have. want that. I, I have. You I don't have. want me. I, I say left when I'm pointing to the right. And you're geographically challenged. How have you got through life? Well, I've always had someone telling me where to go. Isn't it? Uh, is, who's no, playing it just went it? over your head, that, didn't it? Yes, it, no, I heard it. I heard it. Uh, who, who's playing in the uh, World Cup game right now? Namibia. You got it right. And the Netherlands. It's taken uh, four years. Nah, it's really going to swear then. All right, let's get back to it. Jack Madgen, gone, disappointing, a friend yeah. of the show. We uh, put out a call for Jack as well to get him on. Not sure if he'll come back to South Australia or not. Does he do the Hugh Greenwood sort of thing and instead of coming back to footy, go to basketball? Can he do that? Could he find new love in sport by going back to basketball? When's Hugh Greenwood gone back to basketball? No, he did it reverse. Yeah, was basketball. sorry. I thought I'd miss something when no, I was No, it's off. your hearing again. I'm. No, well, I thought I'd miss something. No, no, that, no. no. Uh, I said reverse of Hugh Greenwood. Okay, hearing. Okay. Yep. Uh, I may have tuned out. All right, let's, oh, keep, let, let's, let's keep moving. Jack Madgen, Caleb Poulter. And Cooper Murley gone at Collingwood, but Collingwood are saying Cooper Murley will be um, looked at in the AFL rookie draft. Okay, and about 30 minutes ago, Essendon delisted three players. Yes. Cody Brand, Braden mm. Ham, Alec Waterman. Three gone. He had a good second life there. Yep. Yeah, he did. Played some good good footy. All right. And uh, we heard during the news services that Australia has a new one-day international captain. Pat Cummings. Cummings. Yes, new one-day international captain, 29 years of age. And he's confirmed to lead Australia in the 50-over World Cup against... In India, isn't it? Yeah. In India. How many one-day international captains has Australia had, Rooch? Well, since the very beginning. Yeah. What, since... I wouldn't have no clue. How many have they had? Uh, 27. 27. Interesting. Yeah. And he's become. You know, over the, how long a span? Uh, whenever it's 70s, wasn't it? 70s. He's become the first fast bowler to lead Australia as captain. Now, there was another bowler that led Australia. He filled in. Can you remember who that was in the late 90s? Ooh, late 90s. Everyone said he was a genius and he should have captained the one day side, but because he was a bit of a larrikin. Oh, not Shane. Yes, Shane Our did. Beloved so late Shane Warren. He's the only uh, other bowler. Um, and, of course, David Actually, Warner. He would, have, he would have been a very wise captain too because he knew how to move some things through the field. and He had a great cricket brain. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, point. It was uh, off the field where people in high-power positions thought that maybe he wasn't the best look to be captain. And that was probably an oversight. Uh, David yes. Warner has not been considered given his lifetime leadership ban. Yep. It's still in place. Uh, Cricket Australia's board is considering a change to its code of conduct. So he got the gig ahead of people like Steve Smith, Alex Carey, Glenn Maxwell and Mitch Marsh. So we congratulate him here. A few texts uh, coming through. We're talking about Ross Lyon. If he gets back to coaching, mm. this is from Ethel, from Ethelden. Ethel says... Um, can't wait for Ruchi to cop a tirade of abuse from Ross Lyon after another ridiculous question. Has Ross ever given you the stare down? No, not the stare down. You never. No. He's never. You've never fired him up, pushed his buttons. Uh, challenge, but not had a massive burn on it. Which, which coach has any coach given you a spray at a press conference? Oh, there's been a few nudges, but the biggest spray ever, and hilarious one at it. Dean Laidley was coaching North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. 
he was filthy as uh, whatever the Docklands was called at that time. Came in with that look and just went at me that I had spent the whole week firing up the Crows to beat North Melbourne and that I barracked for the Crows. <laughs> I thought, this is ridiculous. He's very, very poorly researched, he was. He was. Oh, he got, he got a reminder by Trevor Grant in the sun the next day. Yeah. Then Dean rang me later in the day on the Monday. Oh, did he? Oh, so yes. what, what did he say? Oh, that, you know, coaches wound up after a game, uh, thought that, you know, the Crows had been whipped into a fever about the way the media had worked them over the week. Um, said that he had been well informed during the day that certainly wasn't from that side of football religion. Yeah, and just laughed it off in the end. No big deal. The Crows wouldn't have you, Roach. I know. Um, so there's a little bit of Luke Beveridge and uh, Tom Morris about it. Oh, no. Not as bad as that, was it? Not as bad. No. Who was the didn't coach? Cost, that, didn't cost me a job by being associated with the Adelaide Footy Club. Who was the coach that called you a ferret? Jack. And how Jack did that Car- come about? Do you know I'm trying to think. I think it must have been challenging. Because you two fell out, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you've got a... You know, you're not there to be cheerleaders, are no. you? So was this when he was at the power? Yes. Or second Port year Magpies? No, second year of Port Adelaide in the AFL. Absolutely. So I vaguely remember, these aren't loaded questions, I vaguely remember that you, you were, because you're like a dog with a bone and you've got the advantage of writing an article every yes. day. Yes, And I don't and think did, you let go on go, that We one. did go to town on that one too, yeah. Did go so to what town. was the issue? I'd have to look back. Come, yeah. rub it. Don't buy that one. I would have been... You were a port man through and through. You well, fall probably, out with one of the, the legends of the club. challenging on selection or tactical stuff. So I, don't, I can't remember all that. Well, you just let it flow, keep flying but down the river. But you used to do the stats for Port Adelaide. Yes, and, and actually Jack brought me in with, for that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, look, but the, hey, happens in the best of families, Kim. It's, yeah, that's true. Did you ever sit down and work it out? Oh, we've sat down since. Yeah. He still has a bit of a nudge. That's his right. Uh, the, the Gary Ayres, wasn't there a, a drama with Gary Ayres one day? Uh, yeah, MCG, I reckon it was. Uh, walking into the, might have been a Friday night game. Walking in, Johnny Reid, you know what John Reid was like as footy boss mm. there. Oh, yes, 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 John. Yeah. Kind of grabbed me just before, can you hang on afterwards? Yeah. I'm thinking, well, because the deadline had passed, we couldn't do anything with the press conference because they'd lost it with like. Anyway, it finishes. Everyone scurried out of the Melbourne press. And I'm sitting there waiting for John Reid to come in. And Gary Ayres didn't leave the room. It was just he and I. And all he did was stare at me. <laughs> now, it seemed like an eternity, kid. Because you're waiting for someone to say something. I wasn't going to say anything. I don't know why Gary was not saying anything, but he just stared at me. Then John Reid came in. Ayres left. So he just left. You two of you just sat there staring at each other. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. And what did Reidy do when he... Gee, I can't remember what he said to me when he came in. It reminds me of that Ronan Keating song. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Yes, there you all are. right, Jared Lena coming up next. Kimba on the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Not a great day out there if you're a hay fever sufferer. We're here thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. Just quickly, we were talking about when one day international cricket started on the back of Pat Cummings being announced as the 27th captain. 1971. Thought it was early was 70s. When it started, yeah. Do you remember f- that Windies Australia final? At Lords, wasn't it? First 
one-day World Cup final? No, I can't, Rich. We'll get back to it, though, because we're about to go to our next guest, all right? And he's in the middle of driving at the moment. He's in Lismore, heading up to Byron Bay, as you do. We had a chat to him 12 months ago when St Kilda picked him up after he was delisted by the power. And it was disappointing news today yes. for Jared Lean. And he joins us now. Jared, thanks for taking the call. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. I think um, this time last year I was on, on a road trip as well when you called me about Yes. From Port as well, so. Well, let's um, hope this has the same yeah. ending, Jared. That you get a third lifeline in footy. Hopefully, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm after. I want to obviously keep the AFL dream alive for as long Good. as possible. So, yeah, hopefully. Well, from from where we sit, and I saw that there was a press statement released today by James Gallagher saying you exceeded all expectations. That makes it uh, doesn't ease the pain, really, does right. it? But you came off an interrupted <laughs> preseason, and. Uh, you played 11 games. You're unlucky a few times to get dropped from what we saw. Anyway, how did you think your year went? Um, I think, yeah, I probably think pretty similar to those sort of comments. So I really firstly just absolutely loved my time at the Saints. I thought it was yeah, a really good time and it was great to yeah, play 11 games and the majority of them will win. So there's a few really good times um, both on and off field when that stuff was sort of happening. But um yeah, obviously disappointing for it to all be over, but yeah, I reflect on the year as being really good um, in regards to yeah, getting out there and playing some games and playing in some wins and yeah, contributing to the club and yeah, I suppose playing my role for the, for the team when I was out there most of the time as well. Do you think this decision was affected at all by the fact that Brett Ratton has been dismissed as the senior coach? Do you think it still would have happened if he was there? Uh, no, I think I, I sort of found out um, that it was looking this way a couple of weeks ago when he okay. was still... Um, was to a point, and I'm not sure whether um, yeah, what I don't, I don't know how that played out. To be honest, at all, to be honest, but yeah, I'm not sure that impacted the decision much. Probably just more so the fact that um, yeah, Nick Coffey was coming back from his from his knee injury, and he was effectively oh, yeah. the guy yeah. I replaced. And, yeah. Um, yeah, by the sounds of it, they want to get some get some younger guys some game time as well at the club. Which um, being a 28 year old player like I am probably fell into the wrong category in regards to them moving forward, I guess. Well, given you're not contractually bound to them anymore, uh, can you talk about Brett Ratton? What was he like as a coach? Because that blindsided everyone. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's the most caring man, the, the, probably, yeah, the most caring bloke I've ever met. He's such a genuine bloke and I was certainly, yeah, surprised when he when he was um, was sacked. I suppose that our back end of the year didn't, uh, didn't help him at all in regards to that the whole... Um, the decision that played out, but yeah, I suppose when you we gave him a two-year deal halfway through the year, and for it to finished up so quick, it was definitely a surprise because yeah, he's a great man. He cares a lot for his players, and and everyone loves him at the club. That's interesting when you talk about his care for players, Jared. Because when we spoke to Pete Ryan from the Age, we actually asked him on Friday what was the knock against Brett Ratton, and mm. strangely, it was that he had too much of this strong connection with the players probably wasn't stern enough with them. I mean, how how does that sort of sit with you, that he's a caring coach and yet he's then criticised for not being, you know, strong and, and demanding of the players? Uh, yeah, no, I disagree with that. I think he definitely was demanding of the players. We had a lot of harsh meetings during the year when we weren't going so flash, and he was definitely at the, at the front of that, giving some good feedback to, to players and stuff, so... Uh, I'm not sure who reported that, but from my experience, I, I disagree with, with that call, I'd say. So have you had a sniff from anyone yet? Uh, my manager called yesterday and with some OK news that the, there is a bit of a pulse potentially Good. for next year. Oh, so, 
that sort of keeps me alive a little bit more. I mean, um, yeah, I suppose I had to wait until about February last year before mm. any sort of news came mm. through with the Saints. And um, yeah, I must say I wasn't. Oh, sorry, when he said that there's four teams still keen or whatever, I was still I was a bit surprised a little bit. I was four. like, okay, that's great. I'm, uh, yeah, potentially, but that's still um, very all up in the air. I'm not sure sort of what the go is and that, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever's next. I guess whether that's um, yeah, hopefully getting back onto a list and keeping the, the AFL dream alive, which is what I want, or getting onto the next phase of my life, but. Um, yeah, definitely want the want the new opportunity and um, yeah, to keep it all alive. Well, Port Adelaide still need a tall defender, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so Jared, let's hope Plan A works out. Plan B, as we learned from you last year, is about your teaching credentials. Where's that all mm. sit at the moment? Yeah, that's all sort of up in the air, I suppose. Sort of. Locked in and I suppose ready to go in my in my mind in regards to that's the number one priority next year if I if it doesn't finish up if it if it all finishes up in the AFL um, yeah whether that will be in Victoria or South Australia I'm not sure just yet where that will will take place but um, yeah I still <laughs> I started that back in 2013 like I told you guys mm-hmm. last year I think yeah. and um, yeah I'm definitely keen to to get that done. Um, but I'm happy to push it back another year if I get another year in the AFL, definitely. So, yeah. We hope you get another couple of years in the AFL because you're more than a reasonable player. Um, hypothetically, though, if it didn't happen, there would be uh, 10 Sandful, well, eight Sandful clubs here that would love to get their hands on you. But you're saying that you <laughs> might like to live in Victoria as well? Potentially, yeah. I suppose that's something myself and my girlfriend have got to work through. I mean, we only just got over to Victoria. Yeah, the sort of at the start of this year, and we really mm. loved our time there. And found out that moving house is an absolute pain in the backside. Yeah. So, uh, and on top of that, I suppose, um, yeah, we, we've loved it in Victoria and everything that's sort of come with it. And we have to make our minds up whether we want to experience it for another twelve months over there, or or come back to SA, which will always be home. Like SA is always going to be home for, for me and my girlfriend. So, um, we'll be back eventually, whether that's in three weeks or three years or 12 months. We're not sure just yet, but um, I suppose just going to let the dust settle over the next few weeks and then make a call about where I'm going to be next year. Jared, we've counted up. We think it's 160 listings so far this year. Can you tell us and our listeners just what it is like to live on the edge as an AFL footballer? What, the, what are the consequences of these sort of decisions? Yeah, it's it's pretty... I'm, I'm considering myself a pretty laid-back bloke, but it's a pretty stressful mm. and uneasy time. I mean... We finished, when did we finish? About late August it would have been with the Saints. Obviously we didn't make finals or anything. So sort of had an exit interview on the Tuesday after that and got told to wait until yeah the end of trade period, which mm. only finished up um, last week. So, or, or not only the week before that, but yeah, nevertheless, a long time sort of just waiting. And lots of people asking you what's happening next year and you don't have an answer for them. You're not sure. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a bit uneasy. I mean, I've... I've got the mindset of you can only control sort of what you can control and I've tried not to spend too much energy thinking about the future and all of that because I can't really control it. But, um, yeah, it does definitely wear you down, the sort of the uneasiness of, of what your life looks like you know, in, um, yeah, in the not-so-distant future. So you're heading up to Byron Bay at the moment. You're in Lismore, I'm, pre- I'm presuming. Uh, your partner's with you? She is, yeah. She's in the car right now. She's driving, putting in a good stint. So, oh, yeah. beautiful. Uh, how did you go, Jared, coming out of Victoria then with all the floods and whatever? 
Uh, no, so we sort of, we've done a bit of a road trip from Sydney to Brisbane. So we flew okay. up to Sydney and got a hire car with a bit of discount through my girlfriend's work, which is a good result. And, um, yeah, driving up to, to Brisbane. Oh, well, look, we appreciate you taking the call. We wish you all the very best. We were, well, from, from afar, we were thinking you were going to be safe for at least a, another year. That hasn't proved to be the case. But if four clubs are interested, hopefully we're speaking to you again in February. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, earlier. yeah, no, no worries. We'll see what happens. Uh, take care, yeah, Jared. Uh, all the best and uh, have a great time in Byron. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There well, he that's is. great news. Four clubs. He has a skill set. He's got a lot to offer. He moves yep. well for a big man. you just got to get into that right environment. Life's all about timing, Rich. 28. That's not over the Still hill. Still young. And it's interesting. We said the same thing about Josh Walker, and it looks like he has opportunities now as well. Uh, big men, the big defenders, they're yes, rare. Very much so. He's not quite at the 200, but he's a lot more mobile than a lot that are at the 200. Mm, exactly. Now... Yesterday, when we were starting to go through that list, mm-hmm. Sydney Stack. Yep. Does the Tyson Stengel story help? Sydney Stack? I think so. Yeah, I think so as well. Oh, Tyson Stengel shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, though. Oh, I know he came in all Australian, yep. but you look at the program that he was in. Exactly. Uh, you look at the form that he showed, glimpses at Richmond, and then what he did at Adelaide. And unfortunately, um, they were left without any choice. He'd had his three strikes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There was no doubting his ability. And the funny thing is, of all the sliding door moments, Richmond, Adelaide, Geelong probably was the place where he could get the best out of himself. Yeah, and I'd like to think... And no more chances either. Quentin Narkle should get another opportunity as well, and I think Callum Brown and Tyler Brown should as well. So there's a lot to unfold. We haven't even touched on Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Uh, We know that he's retired. He's got to get himself right. He needs a big... Fremantle or Essendon? Either club reach, uh, I know he has family over at Fremantle, but um, I know that he's spoken to Brad Scott, but he needs to get fit, needs to get really fit. He's 29, can't do it half-baked. Can exactly. You? All right, we need to go to a break. It's uh, 4.30. Someone that's not half-baked, though, is the owner of the Sydney Kings, Paul Smith. And this is like showdown stuff. We touched on it yesterday, Rich. Oh, but he, good stuff. He is pre-promoting this game against the 36ers big time. We'll hear from him next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Yes, and we're here thanks to our good friends at Hyundai. The Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Don't panic. I've watched people run past Studio Lumo thinking they were going to be late for their buses and trains, Kim. Apparently I said it was 4.30 before the ad break. I don't know what I'm saying. It's uh, 4.19 and 32 seconds anyway. A few texts coming through after we spoke to Jared Lena. That's uh, big news. Four clubs showing some interest. Let's hope it becomes more than interest. Yeah, it comes to fruition, Roach. Exactly. Uh, a text has come through. Tell Jared I have a teaching position oh. available in Nil, oh. which is nicely placed between Adelaide and Melbourne, and the Nil Tigers would welcome him as well. <laughs> that is from KD of Horsham. Very clever. Couldn't be another KD out there, could there? Oh, yeah, that's just a, reminded nice me play. of the, yeah, reminded me of the late and great Kenny Dickon. Oh, he yes. was another KD. Yeah. He was a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, very talented Indeed. performer too. Very, very funny man. Yes. I remember, and I won't say what he used to do. He used to play golf with him up at Mount Barker. 
And I don't know if I should say it or not. Well, you'd stand there. You'd be in the middle of your swing. Ah. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he used to do naughty things. He was oh, a very, okay. very funny man. Here's another text. Um, hey, hey, Roach, how come you're not harsh on Port under Hinkley like you were with Port under Williams? Oh, this is after you told that story. Because uh, I think they had very different, different tones. Mark's work at the end... It wasn't what Ken's work is today. And I mean about all of club stuff. I don't want to go back and no. trash over the old stuff about... Mark's... Look, we talk about intentions and execution. There's no doubt anything that Mark Williams wants to do is for the right intentions. Sometimes Definitely. Sometimes the executions can be... And look, Port was a difficult place from 2000... He could lack in diplomacy. Is that fair? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the bigger, I'll put it on the, I'll put the cards on the table, because I had this discussion with Mark at the time. The moment that Essendon put that five-year, five million dollar contract, Port Adelaide should have been well aware that that was the end. They should just let him go to fulfil his dream, which was to coach a big Victorian club. Mm. It all went downhill from that point on. And you know what happened in the 07 Grand Final? We don't need to go through all that. And the the damage that was done after that, and it would have been best if, if. Horsberg and Bolton, instead of having that blue at the All-Australian dinner about you keep your hands off Williams or we'll take you to court, that was Port's attitude, mm. just said, look, let's just let this play out to the end and see what's in the best interest of around them. What would have been in the best interest would have been letting Mark go to Essendon. You need to write a book, Rooch. Uh, here's a text. We were talking about uh, the 27th One Day International Captain, which yep. is now Pat Cummings. Pat Cummings. All right. Um so we worked out the first Australian one-day international team's 1971. 71, yes. And the, the, he is the first fast bowler. Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah. Shane Warren Shane was the only other bowler. other bowler in the 90s. Well, this text has come through from Mark from Paralawi. I might dispute this. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Graham Yallop, Captain Australia, and he was a bowler in the 80s. Now, Graham Yallop uh, was a batsman. Yeah, because you know He was what? a batsman. I'm sorry, Mark. He was a batsman. Because you could do Greg Chappell was a batsman bowler too, couldn't you? No, yeah, Greg Chappell was a batsman. They yeah, but I mean, yeah, but, yeah, who could bowl? That's my point. Yeah, yeah. Yallop was a batsman who could bowl. Yeah, if Chappell you, def- you define what Graham Yallop was, he was a batsman. Batsman first. Of Same. So appreciate that though, Mark. Uh, happy to debate it if you want. Um, we were talking about the game that's coming up on Friday night. The 36ers taking on the Sydney Kings. So who are top at the moment? They are four and one. Uh, John Casey spoke about it yesterday. Yes. Paul Smith, their owner, he doesn't mind having a bit to say to stir the pot. I'd say this game to be an absolute sellout. Well, he's been ripping in Adelaide all week. He, he was on the Big Sport Breakfast Show and he unloaded a game. These Adelaide thirty six mate, they dead set think they're the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they are talking themselves up so hard. Look, we're scared. We're, look, I can assure you, we're frightened. We can't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm that nervous, and I'm glad we're, we're seeing them. Recovered a little bit from their trip to the states because I'd hate to have played them and kicked their kicked their asses. We'll chat to Craig Randall about that. Craig Randall the uh, second when he joins us at around four fifty today. That's what sporting rivalry is about, isn't it? Yeah, that's tongue in cheek. A little bit of pre promotion. I'm still not happy about your mob breach and the arrogant and the entitled line. They're only speaking it the way they no, see. I don't it. think that's a great example to kids to carry on like that, Roach. I've become. What? I've become. No, woke. it's never good to be arrogant and entitled. And the sooner people stop being arrogant and entitled, the better, Kim. No, Roach. No, you're as bad. Yeah, there you go again. No wonder well, people throw some rock, fun. No wonder with people it. throw rocks at you. Uh, let's go to a break, uh, and then we'll get to your texts again shortly.
A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 29, we're live from Studio Lumo USA. We've already had a chat to Jared Lena. You can catch that on our podcast. Sarah Allen coming up after the 4.30 news. Craig Randall from the Adelaide 36ers. Craig Randall the second uh, coming up at around 4.50. And Chad Sayers at uh, 5 o'clock live from the Adelaide Oval. Text coming through. Louis, you've got to let it go. It would have been in Port's best interest to let Hinkley go to the Gold Coast in 2017 too before he bent us over for another five more failed years. Oh, Louie, hang in there. You might win three flags in a row. Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, we mentioned about uh, Pat Cummings being announced as the one-day international captain. He was on with Jared Waitley earlier today. This is what he said excites him about the role. Well, I think the World Cup, uh, you know, just around the corner. Um, you know, those big tournaments leave significant... Um, yeah, they're significant parts of anyone's career and, um, yeah, I've been part of two of them. So I think building towards any campaign is really exciting. And um, I think as well, you know, looking around the team, we've got some some um, significant leaders around there that uh, I can uh, certainly bounce off. Certainly held in high regard. A Mrs. Betts from McGillis sent through a text. She wasn't going to correspond no, anymore after, after the book, was she? Yeah, after the book. As an epilogue. Um she says, uh, oh, G'day, Mrs. Betts. Um, boys, Stengel at Geelong has less to do with Geelong and more to do with them hiring Eddie so he and I could babysit <laughs> him. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's still a smart club to have made that call, isn't it? Yes. That's well, I think everyone I could identify his uh, talent. Will Jimmy Rowe be given an opportunity? Does he have the same skill set as Tyson Stengel? He's uh, got a great footy IQ, uh, young Jimmy. It's just that lack of leg speed. I'm not sure if there's a club there. You say yeah. When you say lack of leg speed, that does echo in a lot of recruiting offices, doesn't it? Well, it does. And uh, you were talking about Western Bulldogs being interested. Well, they've got Cody Waitman. Yeah. Whether they could have another small forward without that leg speed. Uh, I'm a softy, Rich. I like everyone to get another chance, a second chance. Agreed. So fingers crossed for young Jimmy. Uh, right. Time to go to the news. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. this is the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, at around 4.50, we'll be joined by Craig Randall II, boom recruit for the Adelaide 36ers. Then we'll be crossing live to the Adelaide Oval to have a chat with a former Australian test player. Just the one test he played, Rooch. Makes him a former test player. Yeah, no doubt about that. And prolific wicket-taker Chad Sayers to update us on the Redbacks clash with Tasmania. Quick text before we get to our next guest. We were talking about some of the stouches you have had with coaches at press conferences, Roach. This is your friend Blake. He says, hi, Kimbarn Roach. Bevo, talking about Luke Beveridge, was a big wig at the ATO back in the day before getting into <laughs> coaching. So I'm not surprised that Roach has never gone hard at him at a press conference in case he decides to get his old workmates that takes a closer look in Roach's affairs. Yes, you've received many a brown paper bag stashed with money oh, over the years, Roach. No, I haven't. Let's go to one of our favourites. I say that about every AFLW player, but she's an absolute beauty in all Australian. Uh, Sarah Allen joins us from the Adelaide Crows. Sarah, thank you for your time. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Uh, in round two, I said there's a new sheriff in town, a new benchmark in terms of uh, the competition order in the AFLW, and that is Brisbane. And you discovered that on the weekend last Friday at Metricon when they trounced you by 22 points. Yeah, obviously um, not the way we wanted the game to go, but um, good learnings from it and yeah, heading into the back end of the season. Are they the new benchmark, though? I think they play at a speed and with aggression that we haven't seen before. They've been a great team um, throughout all of AFW, um, and we definitely respect that. They're very fast, and yeah, they um, the way they play is, you know, obviously really fast and exciting. Um, and mm. yeah, obviously, um, you know, you want to match teams with that intensity, and we weren't able to do that on the weekend. But they've been a great team um, throughout all of AFW, and I'd say they're one of the teams that have, you know, always been that benchmark coming in from the start. Yeah, I reckon they've gone up a gear. You said there were learnings. What were the big learnings that you and the doc, the coach, took out of it? Um, yeah, obviously just um, pressure and contest. You know, we want to make sure we're, um, you know, one of the highest pressure teams and we weren't able to do that. Um, and similar, you know, um, from our first loss, um, it's just similar things, but um, definitely want to take um, everything on board. You know, that's what we do really well when we do um, lose is that we definitely make the most of that opportunity and we'll train hard this week. Let's talk about those learnings Sarah. If you meet Brisbane again in the finals, where do you think you need to change your approach to playing them the second time round? It'd just be making sure we bring that pressure and contest um, and just bring that intensity because that's what we can do really well and stop that outside run um, and yeah. we weren't able to do that so that's definitely something we um, will continue to work on so where do you think Brisbane's taken the game to a new level this year? I think that, yeah, they've just, like what you said, with that run, it's just um, really fast. Um, AFW in general has gone to another level, yeah, not just yeah. with, obviously, skills every year, but speed. Like, you know, um, the actual game speed has gone to another level and they've just been able to, um, you know, continue to do that. So um, if we're able, you know, to pressure teams and really create a contest, that yeah. stops that outside run and that's what um, we need to focus on. And it is great for the competition Sarah. I know there's a disparity when you get down to a lot of the uh, the latest clubs that have just joined the competition but you have a look at the top eight now and the top nine it is becoming a really competitive competition. Now this Friday night you take on the Cats who are desperate to win this game as well you're both on six and two and you both want the double chance so this is a huge game Friday at 5-10 at the Unley Oval. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and especially coming off a loss as well, we want to make the most of every game, and um, we'll be really uh, training hard as we do most weeks. But you know, de that you know, training after a loss and really putting those learnings um, into play, and really, um, you know, we want to do our fans proud. It's our um, last um, home game of the regular season, so want to um, you know, yeah, really. Um, make everyone proud, and yeah, just go out there and play our game. And you'll be doing it without the skipper. How yeah. is Chills? Yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, not a great situation to come out of that, but it's um, better than a long-term um, thing. So she'll do everything possible, you know, with her recovery. We've got a great medical team and she'll do what she can to um, try and get back. Extraordinary leader, Chelsea Randall. So who now shines with the leadership mantle? I think that's something we've done. Obviously, Chelsea, you know, leads from the front um, as the great leaders do, but I think something... We definitely have a great depth of leadership in our team. It's not just players in our leadership group. It's 
players who don't need a title um, in every area. And I think we just have to make sure, you know, in every area, um, you know, forward, back, mids and backs, we just have to make sure um, we're really connected um, and we work together as a team and um, lead all together. And Danielle Ponta should be better for the run last week. That was her first one back after missing a few. Yeah, obviously, yeah, just um, having, you know, yeah, when girls come back in team, it's great. When um, and just really looking forward to this weekend and really, yeah, um, you know, getting in front of our fans again, it'll be awesome. We were chatting to a couple of your old teammates, Justine Mules and uh, Ange Foley, and we we're saying how quick this season has gone. Like, there's two games to go, and then it's finals. How does it feel for you? Yeah, it's the quickest season ever. Even though we're actually playing more games, yeah. but. Um, yeah, so it's just been crazy. I think this time of the year, it's always like that countdown to Christmas. So, um, yeah, it's been um, gone pretty quickly. But, yeah, really excited to just just remain, stay in the, you know, the focus and um, stay in the moment and really make the most of this season. Now, I don't want to embarrass you because you've been a superstar from day one and I know you're very humble. But have you been surprised with the support and the development of Chelsea Bedell? Yeah, um, she's been amazing. Mm. Um, and I think... It's no surprise to us um, because, you know, we trained with her um, even when she was, you know, in her first few years. Um, like, I actually was fortunate enough to play basketball with her growing up. Okay. So um, I actually knew her through basketball and she's a great character. Um, and, yeah, just to see her flourish in her football, like, obviously I said, we've seen it in her training and, and it's sort of just um, her moving to defence last year kind of gave her that opportunity. Um, and then she's just taken it to another level this year. Um, and we work as a unit in defence, so... Um, yeah, oh, I, you, you two are brilliant yeah. together, but uh, you can see how her confidence has grown, her intercept work, her kicking, her marking. She's just gone to an absolute another level. So, Sarah, you talk about yeah, and her, being a, her marking still yeah. has been elite as well. Yeah, it's talk about it being a quick season. It's also been a long one because it's back to back. You went longer than anyone else last year, along with Melbourne. So, Adelaide led the way with strength and conditioning in AFLW. Have you had to rethink the program because you're now going into a longer run of games? Yeah, obviously every year um, in AFW kind of has to change a bit. And, you know, obviously with the changing of um, the season, but yeah, um, we didn't have too much of a break, but that allowed us to kind of, um, you know, keep on top of our conditioning so we didn't have to re, you know, yeah. um, condition ourselves. But yeah, obviously with the longer seasons, we'll, you know, um, the strength and conditioning coaches do an amazing job and they, you know, take their approach um, and really, yeah, they really get behind us and just make sure we can get through the season. And um, we all learn together, you know, even just playing more Friday night games, that's different as well. So, um, yeah, it's great experience and we've got a really great strength and conditioning team um, behind us. Mm. So which do you like better, January to the end of March or August to the end of November? I'll play whenever I get yeah, told right. to play. I think all it's right. just but there must um, be a great difference. to play for uh, yeah, obviously with the weather, um, different game styles as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously I don't have to put as much sunscreen on yeah. this time of the yeah. year. Which yes, is, you but are it's, fair. It's getting a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but getting, having to put it, put it on again now um, as we get into the um, warmer months. So, yeah, um, obviously there's different things you have to acclimatise to. Um, but, yeah, it's just exciting to but try footy at this time of the year. But your, your former captain, Aaron Phillips, was really strong about that last year. About it. At some stages, it was just demanding too much to play in heat. So is it is it best to stay in this time slot now, August to November? I guess, yeah, if that's um, what's best for the competition, because we've got to see, you know, um, what's sustainable. Um, yeah. And that's the most important thing to me is how can we um, continue to grow the competition? Um, you know, it might be easier for fans to come and watch with the weather and that type of thing. Yeah. So... 
um, just really, yeah, hopefully just making it as much, like the most sustainable comp it can be um, for me. And that's what I'll play. That's why I said I'll play when I yeah, have I to play because uh, I'm more thinking about, yeah, you know, the longevity of the competition as well. Yeah, and the main thing is, Rich, it's got to get to an equitable competition. It's got to get out to 17 games a season. And if there has to be night games and some hotter weather, well, so be it. That's my editorial comment. Now, I know, Sarah, you'll only be looking at one game at a time, but we've done the ladder predictor. So if you can win this week, then you have St Kilda, and we think that puts you in third place. That's what we worked out, and you'll probably play Melbourne in the final. So basically, the mission's simple. You've got to win the next two games. Yep, and that's exactly what, um, you know, obviously you want to win um, every game, so that's our mindset is just um, going back to basics and just, yeah, um, going out there and playing our game, and we want to, yeah, try and finish off the season really well. Well, Sarah, we always enjoy having a chat here. Let's hope there's a really big crowd there. Friday evening slash afternoon, 10 past five at the Unley Oval. Get down there, support the girls. This will be a good game because Geelong will be up for the fight. All the best. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. There we go, Sarah Allen. Uh, she's a wonderful footballer, Rich. Yes. And um, that combination with Chelsea Bedell. But the leg speed that Brisbane have got, Rich. They were amazing. The Lions. Yeah, they've gone to another level. Yep. And aggressive too. Great aggressive. attacking footy. Now, I said that I like second chances. We've got to go to a break, Root. Someone sent a text. Kim is a big fan of second chances and 11th chances when it comes to his mate, Ken. Oh, for heaven's Come sake. Come on. My mate, Ken Hinckley. I've never socialised with Ken ever. I just give my judgment, Root, as we all do. I think he's been good oh, look, for the I, club. I now have even more want for this to be the Alan Scott, Mark Williams moment all over again. That at the end of next year, the MCG, Ken takes the cup. I don't care what he says in terms of I've told you so. I hope he does. Uh, he's got that as many supporters as well, Roach. Yeah. Um, uh, here's a quick text before we go to a break. Uh, Hi, Roach. I've always found you to be unbiased, whichever team you are speaking or to or writing about. You've always asked the hard questions, and it's only the entitled group that are so touchy when you mention them. Well, no name on that one, but I couldn't disagree with it more. Let's go to a break. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. On the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Looking forward to chatting to our next guest, Roach, who's made a name for himself very quickly here in Australia. Oh, are we lucky to still have him? Uh, well, we'll get to that. He was born in Youngstown, Ohio, in the US. How did he end up playing for the Adelaide 36ers? Let's find out as we welcome Craig Randall the second. Hello, Craig. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you finding Australia? I'm, I love it. Uh, it's nice. Everybody's nice. It's starting to become my second home, so I'm enjoying every second of it. Well, you haven't met the Roots yet. He's not nice, but we'll get to that. Uh, how did, <laughs> had you been to Australia before? No, this is my first time overseas ever. Oh, wow. So, uh, really? It's been, it's been, yeah. But I'm glad it's Australia is my first place, though. So. Okay. So what, was, what were you thinking Australia would be like? Did you think we were the outback just with kangaroos running around everywhere? I thought that at first, but I looked up Adelaide before I came, so I kind of got a chance to just go through it and compare stuff. So I knew it would be nice in Adelaide and just get a chance to experience new life. 
Well, Craig, you'd feel at home. It's not too different to Ohio. It's pretty much... Yeah, I mean, the wet, the weather's different. There's oh, no, snow that would It's, that it's snow at home. Yeah, so... We go to the other extreme. Our heat here will really test you out during the summer. Yeah, I heard. So I'm looking forward to the, to the nice weather coming soon. So it was always basketball for you, wasn't it? Because you come from a basketball family? Yeah. Uh, mom played D1, my dad, my brothers. So it was... It would be kind of weird if I didn't play. So yeah, it's been basketball my whole life. And the and the dream was it for the big leagues in the states? How how did you work your way through high school and and all your other career aspects? Yeah, that was a dream. Uh, I started young, like at four. I'm, wow. I've been a gym rat. My dad my dad coached high school, so I was always in the gym growing up. I never played any other sport, so this is all I know. So uh, I kind of just I've always had the same mindset just to try to be the best me I can be. Uh, Jim Rat, my dad put that in me. I had two older brothers who were really good, so I had a good example ahead of me too. So it's just always been in me. Now tell us about the uh, the match against the Phoenix Suns. You grabbed a little bit of world attention there. You're sort of this three-point shooting freak. Hmm. Was it, Have you always been good from outside of the key? Yeah, I've always that's always been something I've um, prided myself on, uh, just being able to make shots. Uh, any league is a make shot league. That's how my dad told me growing up. My brother told me now. So just being able to be well-rounded, be able to get to the basket, but being able to shoot a three and space the floor for other good players, it helps your team. So um, that's just something I, I work on a lot. All right. So you had aspirations to play in the NBA. We, we know that. Uh, you had a trial out with the Portland Trailblazers in 2022 in the Summer League. That didn't eventuate. Uh, when did Adelaide come knocking? How did it all come about? I, I, there a lot of NBL teams were in uh, were in the NBA summer league. They were there just um, watching. Obviously, some players go from summer league to the NBL. So, at first, I had talked to the Illawarra Hawks, and then I had talked to Brisbane, but Adelaide would end up being the last team to call. Uh, talking to coach, and I just told him on the phone that I wanted to play for him. Uh, especially with his background, getting a chance mm-hmm. to play for him and have him teach me things on and off the court was something that I was just very looking forward to. So, so what was CJ's what was CJ's sales pitch that won you over? Uh, just helping me get to where I want to get to. Obviously, the NBA is the end goal for me at some point in time. But being able to another year to develop. It's only my second year pro, so yeah. just another year to learn. And for somebody to push me and coach me hard, something that I felt like I needed, and that's something that I knew that he could give me. So it just went hand in hand. Well, you've got a big game coming up this Friday against the Sydney Kings. You might be aware of it. Their owner, Paul Smith, he's not a shy gentleman. He's been doing a little bit of trash talking to try and build this game up. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Uh, they're the champs, so they've earned the right to, to say whatever they're going to say. Uh, and right now they're the top dog until somebody knocks them yeah. off. At the end of the year, so it's not it's not any of the players' jobs to fight back or fire back at whatever he says. But we'll be there on Friday, so we all got to lace them up and we'll see how it goes. Well, you've only been here for a blink, but the standard of the NBL—how do you assess that? Uh, it's very high. Uh, I like the NBL, the competition. Uh, I know that we got a lot of a lot of targets on our back because we went to the to the states and won a game, so. We're just looking forward to every challenge. We know we came out against Tassie and we had a slow start. We need to be humbled, and I think we got humbled. And I think right now 
for our heads are just taking every day, one game at a time. So I think that's good for us. So have you got to see much of South Australia yet? Have you had time to do that? No, I haven't really had time. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the gym, so I'm not really <laughs> I think I think at the end of the season I'll have some time at the end of the season just to go around. That's when I'll do my traveling, but during the season if you if you really know me, you know I'm locked in. Okay. I spend all my free time in the gym or I'm resting, so what, what I just a, try to stay locked in. What, what about Craig, a nice run along the Adelaide beaches? Have you been down there yet? I've definitely been to the beaches with my family, uh, just going down there, getting some food, seeing the water. Uh, that's always just a nice relaxation for me to get my mind off things. But other than that, I, I stay at the house while I'm in the gym. So, Craig, you said with your family, who have you brought over to Australia with you? My brother is here, his wife, his two kids, and my girlfriend. So Beautiful. And are they enjoying it as well? Yeah, they love it. Uh, it's a good experience for everybody uh, just to get across the water and see something new in life. Um, so it was an opportunity that none of us could pass up. Craig, did your agent take many calls while you were in the States, mm-hmm. particularly after that Phoenix Sun result? I'm sure he did. I uh, I kind of told him to leave me out of it unless it was something that was worth me hearing about. Okay. Uh, I'm really focused on winning in Adelaide. I know Adelaide's been trying to get back to their winning ways, yeah. and so my biggest focus is bringing a championship to Adelaide, and the NBA stuff will take care of itself whenever it's supposed to happen. Yeah, but point. until then, I'm a 36er. Well, that fair is point. wonderful to hear because the 36ers are a very proud and successful club, but we've had a couple of lean years. So we are very thankful you're here, Craig. We wish you all the very best for the whole season on Friday night against the Kings. It should be a cracker. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good on you, Craig. What a great story. Hey, 26 years of age. He's got a long career ahead of him. He's got plenty of time, yeah, but uh, not a youngster. And, uh, yeah, he's had to do it the hard way. I was having a look at his history with his freshman year at Memphis and his sophomore year and his attempt to try and get into the NBA. It's a brutal business over there, Roach, as you would know. You've covered world sports over there. A lot of contenders, very few spots, so you've got to be elite of elite, Mm. don't you? So I'm intrigued as to what his agent did here when they were over in the States. And yeah, well, he would have kept him, thankfully. few nibbles. What a great story, though. Never, yeah. ever been overseas. It's amazing. And here he is in Adelaide. So we'll watch that game yeah. on Friday night. Rucher gets underway at 7 o'clock. That is Adelaide time, uh, taking on the Kings at uh, Kudos Bank Arena yes. Stadium. Well, let's see who acts rather than talks. Exactly. They're, well, there's been a lot of chat from their uh, owner, Paul Smith. We played <laughs> it a little bit... Uh, earlier, Rooch. We might play it again a little bit uh, later. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Time for the news. Two minutes past five. Kimbo on the Rooch with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. About to head down to the Adelaide Oval and have a chat to Chad Sayers and get an update on what's happening between the Redbacks and Tasmania. Rooch, not looking great. They are no wicket off uh, about 13, 14 overs for about 66, I think. Let's get an accurate score, though, as we go down to the Adelaide Oval. And Chatty Boy is there, Chad Sayers. Chad, it's not going well for the Redbacks. No, not at the moment, Kimbo. It's been a disappointing, um, I guess, mm. first hour to the bowling, uh, bowling innings of the Redbacks. They obviously got themselves back into the game with a nice little innings from Ben Menente, but unfortunately, the 
Bowlers just went searching a little bit, and Tassie are number 67 as we speak, chasing 235. Let's go back to early in the day. What happened to all our big guns? Travis Head failed again. Yeah, he was a little bit unlucky. Uh, back of a length ball from Peter Siddle, just inside edge on the fire pad, and had a bat pad in and just went straight to him. So you could say he was a little bit unlucky, and then I guess Alex Carey just chased the short ball and gloved it through to Tim Payne. So again, both our big guns missed out, which was unfortunate, but our tail order uh, did wag and got us a respectable total to defend. So, so just updating, Jakey Weatherall made 52, so he found a little bit of form. Uh, Henry Conway was a night watchman. That didn't work. Are you a believer of night watchmen? Did you used to get sent in as a night watchman? <laughs> I did until I started playing some shots. and uh. I think we saw, we saw Harry Conway last night play a big drive at his second ball, which oh. I guess isn't the job of a night watchman, is it? So I think it has its place in the game for sure. Uh, so, Chad, tell us about Menenti and his... Have you got all these numbers for this game so far? I think he got 58 in the first innings with the bat. Yep. Took two for with the ball. Mm. Took two hangers in the at second slip. Wow. And then got 82 or 83 today, not out. And unfortunately, Jordan Buckingham couldn't stay with him for the last week of partnership for him to get to that three figures. So but he's clearly yeah, he's the come, best performed red back of this match, isn't he? Yeah, at the moment he is. He did well in the first one day as well. So a big recruit for the Redbacks, so it seems at the moment. He's got the ball in hand now, so they'll be looking for some magic from him. Now, we spoke about the wicket yesterday. You said the drop-ins aren't as easy to play on. Um, doesn't look like Tasmania's having too many problems now. <laughs> they could send in Ben McDermott and Jordan Silk and Timmy Payne to get it all over and done with tonight. Yeah, it does seem to get better as every day goes on. Uh, you know, it's quite hard the first two days, but you do get in as a batter on day three and four, it's just quite easy as the ball gets a little bit older. So it's, big shout as we speak, but not out. Not out from Ben Menenti. Chad, it's easy for us to take the old dig or cheap shots from here, but is this a big blow to start the season like this? How is Tasmania rated in terms of where everyone's going to finish this year? I guess in the last few years, they've probably been down the bottom of the table with us. and yep. uh, They're probably one side we can... Uh, get a win over and have done so in the last few years. So I guess it is frustrating. As I talked about yesterday, we seem to be getting ourselves into positions where we could drive the game and, and get a win on the board. And then all of a sudden and quickly we're out of the game. So that's the frustrating thing at the moment. So hopefully this is an aberration and our two superstars in Head and Kerry, both failing, uh, won't be the norm. Uh, how are you predicting this is going to unfold? We'll let you get back to work. But how's it? give us your prediction, Chad. Uh, none for 71 now. The Tigers are doing it pretty easy. So I think we'll have to take a, a decent bowling performance from one of the bowlers. And I think Alex Carey's just dropped the catch there as oh, well. Oh, no. Forward, so really? Just looking live, maybe he missed it. But, um, yeah, it's going to take a special effort from one of the bowlers to get the Redbacks over the line here. So, Chatty, hey. what's your gut telling you, though? It'll be all over lunchtime tomorrow? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad, have you been keeping an eye on the WA Victoria Shield game as well and some of the highlights that Cricket Australia is putting out? Well, I haven't seen highlights, but I've been keeping an eye on the score and it looks like some uh, big numbers there, Root. So WA 466 in the first innings and at this point, Victoria is no wicket for 95. You've got to have a look at what Cricket Australia's put out as an LBW uh, call early in this Victorian innings. 
You can have a look at it, and we'll ask you tomorrow just how it didn't become batsman dismissed. It is extraordinary. <laughs> how does this happen at Shield level? It no, is they are pretty good. The most easiest LBW decision an umpire could ever make. Yeah, sometimes I lean on giving the batsman the benefit of the doubt, don't they? But uh, I haven't seen that one yet, so yeah, I'll give you a description tomorrow, but. I know when I was bowling, I thought they were always out. So <laughs> You'll have no doubt about this one. Uh, I love it. Well, hopefully there's a miracle, Chad, and we can speak to you tomorrow about it. Uh, if not, we'll give them one more Shield game, then we'll be starting a campaign to get you back. <laughs> Chad Sires, we want him right. back. Good on you, Chaddy. <laughs> I don't know about that. No worries. Thanks, boys. Oh, dearie me. Um, it just happens year in, year out. It's easy to be negative, isn't it? It has to change at some stage. Well, you wouldn't expect Kerry and Head to fail in both innings, wouldn't you, at at shield level? No, but we can't rely on them all the time either. There are other batsmen there, Kim. No, I I fully understand that, Roach. Thanks for the lecture. Three shield games on the moment. WA 466 in response. Victoria's now one for 107. And the other match is New South Wales-Queensland. After Queensland chose to field, New South Wales is seven for 219. Oh, I know how you operate now. You've, you've chosen not to acknowledge the World Cup game that's underway because you struggle saying Namibia. How are they going against the Netherlands? <laughs> Let me have a look at them. Nah. Well, we'll do it Namibia. after. No, we'll... I can look at it very quickly. They they made six for 121. Namibia? Yes, six for 121. Namibia? That's not enough. The Netherlands, after 12.1 overs, are one for 85. Yep, okay, Namibia's going to lose. Who's yes. going to lose? Namibia. It's, it's not two words for each <laughs> Namibia. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with some text or some good ones here too. Good. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Fourteen, the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A text from Mario. Not some of his best work. Since when is Rucci a cricket expert? Although he is a bit of a spinner. Come on, Mario. Uh, Probably didn't deserve to be ooh, read that ooh. one. Not some. Not your not best work. Too bad. Now I'm going to have a crack at Josh Money. Fair dinkum. He's from Channel Nine. I don't know the lad. We're going to nickname him Sandra. Right. Okay. Sandra Sully with yeah. the late news. Right. He's just put out, is this on Twitter, Benny? Or It's on Twitter. I quote, Management of Caleb Poulter categorically denies reported interest from the Crows. The 20-year-old wingman delisted by Collingwood today, but there's a real list squeeze at West Lakes, as evident by recent cuts of James Rowe and mid-season season draftee Brett Turner. Well, knock me down with a feather. We told you this the Monday after the grand final. Yeah, but I think you're being harsh on Josh. Why? What are we saying? He, there's denying reports. Well, I want to know who's reporting that Caleb Polder was Well, Channel ever... 7 did that, all right. Did that, and I think you're, well, you're being harsh All right, Josh, Josh, I take it back, but... So 7 got it's it wrong. my medication, Roach. 7 got well, it wrong. Well, we said ages ago. That was the Monday I got back from yeah. the grand final, yes. and uh, people were reporting that there was interest. It was all BS. Right. There was categorically no interest. Not being disrespectful for the lad, but as Josh reported, there's no yeah. room. Exactly. Absolutely none, Rich. Can you two comedians stop giving Redback updates? I know, it's depressing. (laughs) Okay. 
That, that is the definition of eternal hope. Isn't now, it? what did you say you want to do a segment on what? You said during Things the... we'll never see again. And what do you reckon that'll be? Well, we might ask, will we ever again see the Redbacks win the Shield? Don't dance all around it. We might ask. You want us to do a segment. Things we'll never see again. And you had that at the top of the list. Well, it's one of the first things I thought. I did have another one as well. What's that? Well, then we could go to the next category, things we've never seen and never will see again. South Adelaide win a Sanford Premiership. Oh, gosh, now there'll be feedback. Well, you know what I'm getting at, don't you? Things of extreme. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying before when I said that... um, I'll give you another one. Australia win the America's Cup. I don't think anyone cares anymore. Oh, Well, it's not like it used to be when they raced in real boats. (laughs) Now they're on stilts. Uh, This one says, welcome back, KD. I'm with Roach. I hope next year Ken wins the flag over the broken record from the haters. Uh, As a Bomber supporter, I'd love Ken to coach us to plenty of prelims and just finals. That's from Steve from Seaton. Now, there's perspective. Yeah, no, I think Kenny's been a beauty. I know that upsets people. Uh, Another one here, all these people jumping on the get rid of Ken wagon again Mm. will be the first to jump on Mm. the we love Ken wagon if they win the flag, a true supporter sticks through all the good and the bad. That's from Renee. I'm with you. When did this jumping off people start, Roach? When people become impatient for success, which is a well, big I issue. I must be for the most pa- patient person in the world. I went through all my life, my childhood and youth as a West Torrent supporter. Yeah, but when you feast so often, you just expect it. That's mm. the biggest problem for Port at the moment is there's this expectation built on a past of constant success. Well, they're in the big league now, aren't they? Yeah, yes, I've given my views. I'm not getting involved in your family spats. Uh, this is from Lockie. Apologies, Lockie. Can you ask Craig, is Josh Giddy and his development at Adelaide uh, influence him coming here? Oh, sorry, Lockie. Oh. If we get him on again, we'll pose that question. I didn't see that one before. Great story, though, well, I think it? he answered it anyway. CJ's the one who brought him into town. Yep. Three clubs chat. CJ gives the best Pitch, he's here in Adelaide. I don't know who would win this one here. Here's an Achopsy from Cheltenham says, Ruchi v Jack Cale in the Port Adelaide Club car park. Get the gloves on. Violence is not the answer. No, no. Fair dinkum. There's times I would have liked to inflict pain on you. Uh, boys, the sad part about the sacker, did I say that out loud? Uh, well, your coughing fits have inflicted enough pain oh, on I me, know, thank you. I, know. I get it I right apologize. in the old eardrums. I've hit the cough button. I it still help comes it. through, Kim. Well, I'll go have a day off tomorrow then. Maybe you should. Really? Well, I, I'm more concerned about your health than no, anything I'm, else. I'm getting an injection. I'm seeing tomorrow. you suffer here at times. <clears throat> yes, during the ad breaks. Boys, I, say I don't have compassion. No, thank you. I don't know if you've got sincerity, though, so that's how <laughs> I don't know how to take it. Don't make me laugh or I'll start again. Uh, boys, the sad part about the sacker uh, is that the script for every game is slightly different, but the ending is always the same. <laughs> it's from Lindsay. That's, that's, oh. a, that's a good line. Um, and we're flipping about <laughs> it now, but we've often talked about the fact if they were Port Adelaide or the Crows and the way they've performed over the last decade. Back page stories, if not oh, They would get hacked to death in a journalistic sense, wouldn't they? Absolutely. And, and we went hard a few times. We've, we've had maybe Travis that's what on, we need. we've had Alex on. Maybe that's what we need. Total scrutiny that doesn't allow people to wriggle around these cracks that say, oh, we were going to be better next time, better next time. Got a couple of minutes to go. Uh, as cricket supporters, though, are we fair weather supporters? Are we as passionate about it as we are with our footy clubs? Well, so we not. love it when we're winning. Clearly not. 
But we don't get, I know we don't get the thousands at Shield Games that we did once. Yeah. How good were the old days when Hooksy was there and, mm. and he had to chase 100 in the last session or something, so you knock off work. I'd leave his and Loveday Sports Store early, run down. Yep. Boxing Day. It's a big Boxing Day, Shield Games. Boxing Day? Yeah. Were they? Absolutely. I don't, I don't remember that, Rich. Kenneth George era. Hey, let's get a quick update Favre here. era. We've, we've got a, a couple of minutes to go. Um, Dane's Orco is filling in for Ian Healy up in Brisbane doing brekkie on SEN with, uh, with Big Paddy Boy. Uh, this is his update on where Chris Fagan's at at the moment. I was fortunate enough to catch up with Fags yesterday and have a little bit of a chat and see how he's holding up. And he seems to be in a really good spot, but... It, being Chris Fagan and always thinking about the game. He just wants to get back into work. He wants mm. to get back into the four walls and start preparing for 2023. So, um, yeah, it's hopefully looking that way. Um, fingers crossed this can uh, be over and done with as soon as possible. But the lawyers have obviously they've got to run their course with you know the AFL and, the, yeah. and everyone involved. So um, fingers crossed for both of them that they can get back into their, their respected systems ASAP and um, we can move on and get on to the footy. Well, Clarko will be back at North Melbourne or will be at North Melbourne, mm. as true to his agreement with Hawthorne that he wouldn't start until November yep. 1, he will. Fagan, we hope, will be at the same time. And the interesting bit of news today is Russell Jackson, who wrote the story for the ABC yesterday, issued an apology to Sonia Hood, the North Melbourne president, for some rather, well, regret, regretful words that he used on Twitter in a bit of a spat with What did her. he use? Well, I'm not going to repeat them because clearly I then would have to apologise. But it just wasn't the sort of dialogue that you should have in this debate, Kim. And he's apologised for it. Mm. Uh, I don't like that people can make accusations and then people suffer before they're proven. But this, is, this has been a poorly constructed, on my part of view, poorly constructed investigation by Hawthorne if it's only got one-sided story. Yeah. I wouldn't be submitting any draft report to the Hawthorne board without saying... I can't do this because I haven't interviewed Alistair Clarkson. I haven't interviewed Chris Fagan, and this is going to take a little longer. I just hope that ultimately something positive comes out of it because yeah, it's so. been atrocious the way it's been handled. Um, How does it leak? Rich of Rooch. Rich of Rooch. Here's a text coming through from Lockie. It's a bit rich of Rooch asking for the cough button. He needs a parrot button in the morning. <laughs> oh. Leanne's very loud in the morning. Oh, you've been talking about your parrots. Yes. Well, no, oh. the parrot gets involved in the show. Really? Oh, loud ass. I'll have to get up early, Rich, and have a, have a listen. Are you still on at 7.20? Yes. As a Daddy Donuts hater. Pardon? What? Oh, no, that's a reference to. What's that? No. that's Shouldn't poor. read it out? No, let it go. I hope we win the flag next year, but it won't happen. See, they refer to now Ken as Donuts. Oh, right. Well, you can say that. I didn't thought I said something really wrong there. No, Rich. it's just insulting again to him. There's no need to be insulting, is there? Well, you should have thought about that when you started as a journalist 30 years ago. Sack of spuds. Oh, that's a chopsy oh, from right, Chewy. Yeah, no. Oh, dearie mm. me. Um, who we got on tomorrow, Rich? Uh, I think we're still trying for the Joker. Yeah, really? That's on you. You'd go to that one. All right, let's get an update on the uh, Ben cricket. Simmons is taking our calls. Get it? Let's get an update on the cricket, Rooch. I haven't got my phone on there. Oh, one job, Rooch. We're live on air. Leave it on. Oh, you tell me to switch it off every get, so often. No, when did I tell you to do that? 
when it was making noises. Well, when you leave, I'll tell you, put it on silent, still have it on. Oh, Tasmania, no wicket for 82. 82. Oh, this is terrible. In 153 runs, Kim. All right. Tomorrow we're going to have Matt Rendell. We'll talk about some of these delisted players that he thinks may be relisted. Right. We'll get his views. He can Good. be pretty brutal. Adelaide United keeper Joe Gauchi. Looking forward to having a chat to them. They haven't got off to the start of the season. They, no, they have liked. Not. Chad Sayers will join us again. He hasn't nodded off or left the country. And we're also trying to get Caleb Poulter on as Good. well Good. to find out what his future will be. Thank you for putting up with us for today. Oh, I nearly stuffed that up. What time is it? It's uh, 5.24 and 34 seconds. Uru. Very good. Good night, everyone. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.